We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. In Numbers 32, we come to the point where the children of Israel, having wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, have come to the Jordan and they're ready to cross into the promised land. But actually, the land where they are on the, on the bank of the Jordan is actually very pleasant. And so uh, two and a half tribes, actually two and a quarter tribes, because it's Reuben Gad and half of the half tribe of Manasseh, decide that actually we want to stay here. We want to settle here. This is a great place to be. It's somewhere we can uh, build stockades for our flocks and our herds. It's somewhere we can build homes for our families. And so they go to Moses and they say, can we be here? And um, Moses gives them permission, but it's, it's on a condition. It's on a condition that actually they don't back out of the responsibility of helping the other tribes go in and actually possess the promised land. So it's an extraordinary passage in the Bible. It seems living for these promised land for at least 40 years that they decide, actually, we're quite comfortable here. And I think sometimes that's where the church finds itself. It's, it's torn between, can we just settle down and be comfortable? And then the challenge is, but how are we going to change society? How are we going to be salt and light? How are we going to make a difference? And I think this is particularly relevant at the moment because although everyone's talking about the new normal and everything else that's going to come when we're through the pandemic, I have a really strong suspicion that the new normal is going to look very much like the old normal if we're not prepared to do something about it. And it could actually be more, more difficult than the old normal because limitations and restrictions should come in and, and we're going to have to know how to make a difference. And I know some people are thinking about this in a very passive kind of way, but I want to challenge us to think about it in a more active way. There's a verse in Ecclesiastes I go to quite often where it says the dream comes through much activity. And I know that a lot of people dream dreams and have great aspirations and then wonder why nothing ever happens. It's because they leave out the much activity bit. So what I want to do is I want to pick up on, on three things, really, that I, I think are, are quite interesting at the moment to look at the first one is is acceleration and i'll tell you what the others two are, are they're sacrifice and success but let's talk about acceleration now um i know that some of the things i'm going to say are a little bit challenging especially you know in lockdown when we feel limited and in father's day when a lot of us feel well we can put our feet up because we're dads today and everyone can look after us but i want to pick up on on first of all on that sense of acceleration now, I talk to all kinds of people and, and in, in all kinds of situations. And one of the things I'm hearing at the moment is that actually there's a lot of the things that have happened in, in lockdown that have caused an acceleration. You know, things that were to decline have gone into decline a lot quicker. Things that actually have got some hope in them seem to have more hope in them. But it's like someone said to me, you know, what would normally have happened in three years has happened in three months. Things that would have perhaps collapsed in three years time are really showing the strain now after three months and I think this acceleration is something that is interesting and I think it's something that we've got to to take on board now when we look at our illustration of Reuben Gad and the half of half of the half of the tribe of Manasseh um, uh, settling down in this this area 
I think that at that moment they thought this is great. This is the moment to do the building and, and, and create the stockades and everything else. But there were the other tribes that wanted to press on into the land. And they'd been put under this obligation by Moses that, that the men of Reuben Gad and Manasseh had to go in ahead. And so they were suddenly faced with the fact that, that their dreams and their hopes and their aspirations were to some extent going to have to be put on hold whilst they engaged effectively in making a difference on a much wider scale. And I, I can't help feeling this, and I, I say it with some trepidation, because I, I know how much effort everything uh, goes into in Lifeline, and yet I'm just about to say to you that I think it's going to accelerate. I really do think that some of the things that we've been doing and rejoicing in doing in engaging with society over the next months and over the next year or so, it's going to take a lot more effort and things are going to go a lot more quickly. I suppose it's off the back of that sense of acceleration that things are going to go quickly over the next year or so that also makes me think about sacrifice. Um, particularly, you know, here we are, Father's Day, and, and what must have happened for Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh is that, you know, they had to say goodbye to their menfolk because of this promise that they were going to engage and work on possessing the land on behalf of the other tribes. And I think there are going to be sacrifices. I've already used that Ecclesiastes verse, that the dream comes through my liberty. And I think some of us are going to have to make sacrifices. To say, well, look, you know, I lay my priorities aside at the moment because some of these things are going to be bigger and more important. And, and some of it is actually going to take uh, quite a battle. You know, it wasn't just a case of just, just moving a few things aside and, and, and clearing the land so that people could settle. They had to take on some of the giants that have been in the land for a long time. They had to, to deal with problems. And I, and I do think the church needs to take this seriously. As we move out of lockdown and, and, and society is saying, let's establish a new normal, we need to be saying, let that new normal be different from the old normal. Let's take on some of the long-standing problems in society. That's part of the reason I'm, I'm getting passionate about seeing the walls of dis division and discrimination come down, because I think that's been a giant in our society that goes back centuries, and we really need to tackle it if we're going to see what we want to see. We're going to be a bit like the, the, the men from these tribes that were, were going into that land alongside everyone else and say, if this is where you want to settle, we want to make sure we've dealt with the giants. We want to make sure we've dealt with the problems. We want to make sure that this land has really been possessed in the way that it should be possessed. And so I see that sacrifice as being something that we're really going to have to embrace. And I, I want to be praying for you and I, I want to be praying for all the churches that I'm linked with because I do sense that this is something that's going to be really significant in the next year or two. And it's going to be a time when we have to push that bit harder, press in a little bit more determinedly, but also with a longing in our hearts. And of course, you know, when you've got a passion to see things change and then you start seeing them change, that's when you can get really excited. And one of the things I was looking at yesterday when they were asking me to talk about building the walls, and obviously I went to the book of Nehemiah, I don't know whether you realize this, but after they'd done the stay of the land, it was the people that said, let's rise and build. It wasn't a command from Nehemiah. It was a passion that was rising up from the people. And that kind of passion exhibited itself, first of all, when Eliashib, the high priest, decides that the first bit of building is actually going to be the sheep gate. 
Now, I used to think that was really extraordinary. When you've got a whole section of the Bible devoted to building walls, that the first thing that they should build is not a wall, but a gate. And yet, that's really significant, isn't it? When you realize that you're clearing the, the rubble and the debris and you're going to build with burnt bricks and, and the city is, is not able to function because there are no clear ways in and out. Now, I'm sure that Eliashib was, in a sense, acting out of his own interest because as the high priest, he needed sacrifices to be brought in, the sheep from the hills of Bethlehem and so on, into the city. So he was opening up the sheep gate like, this is what I want to do first. Well, church, what we need to do first is to make sure that the door is wide open for people to come into the kingdom. I think that's what we need to be doing. Yes, we want to commit to, to building society, but there's something about that passion in our hearts that as we're dealing with things, we want to see people coming into the kingdom. And I believe with all of my heart that this is a time of opportunity. It's a time of opportunity for the church to actually engage with society, but it's also a time for the church to see real increase. This is why it's great to hear that you're going to be sharing your testimonies. So do that in the next 72 hours, because I think this is just such a powerful way of getting that breakthrough that we long to see. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a time of acceleration. And I know it's going to be a time of sacrifice. But the sacrifices we make are nothing compared with the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. In the light of what he's done for us, anything that we can do for him is just, is just small in return. But I think this is a time to see the church mobilize. You know, in Nehemiah, every and there was no excuse. You know, the goldsmiths couldn't say, we don't do walls, we only do gold. They were told that everyone had to do what was required. The leaders had to build. Everyone just got involved. Some of them were doing repairs outside their own house. But somehow there was this amazing mobilization. And I see this as well with these, these, these sacrifices that are being made as, as people who wanted to settle really wanted to settle were challenged with the fact that before you settle you've got to go and help other people settle and so church this is our responsibility that before we settle we've got to make sure that we're doing things that are going to make it easier for society to settle it's a big big challenge but it's part of what god wants us to to take on so there's acceleration and there's sacrifice but i want to talk about success because this is something that really always catches my heart because there's something of the pioneer in me that always wants to go out and break fresh ground and be out there at the front line making the difference. But actually, when I, I listen to what those leaders of Reuben and Gad and Manasseh were saying to Moses, it really touches my heart. It says, we need somewhere to settle. We need somewhere to settle. We need somewhere where we can look after our children. We need to look after our, our families. We, we, need, we need a base from which to operate. And, you know, in some ways, I feel that the biggest sacrifice they made, in some ways, was, was laying aside that aspiration to settle in the promised land that was going to flow with milk and honey and to say, actually, we're settled right here. And that will give us a base from which we can help other people possess that land. I think that's a, an incredible picture. You know, sometimes being quite selfish, you know, we, we want the prosperity, we want this, we want that. But actually, when you've got that mindset that says, well, 
I'm more interested in everyone else having that. You know, what, what I want to do is to make sure that I've got a base from which I can secure these blessings and all of these other things for other people. So I think that if we're going to say what success look like, I'm prepared to look at it on a long-term basis. That maybe, you know, there's an acceleration for the next few years. And maybe there are sacrifices over these next few years that are going to be really significant. And we're going to have to, to do that and do things that we wouldn't normally do and learn skills that we didn't originally possess. But that's part of God's heart. You know, he doesn't want us to all be experts. You know, I'm a prophet and I don't do this. Or I'm a pastor and I don't do that. God wants us to be equipped so that we can be everything that we should be to everyone who has needs. But what does that success look like? What does it look like when we've, we've, we've gone through this period? Will the church be able to be that, that settled haven where, where people can come in and know that this is a safe place, a safe place for their families, their children? I really hope so. And, and I, I, I know that the passionate person in me wants to get out and do these things, but also I'm just getting aware that, that there's a wisdom in having this settled base and i do believe that god wants to say this to lifeline you know you're a church that's been out there you've been on the front line you've been working in society in all kinds of ways trying to make sure that the unsettled are settled you've been doing what reuben and gad and manasseh were charged to do by moses to go in ahead of everyone else and actually make a difference and enable people to settle and and you're going to have to do it more because you've got the experience to be there ahead of some of us saying this is how you do it this is how you establish a new normal alongside all of the breaking through and pressing out there that's building a secure base and and i believe for that and and i can see that the things that the men of reuben and gad and manasseh weren't able to do because of the pressure that was on them to go in with the other tribes and to get the breakthrough there came a point where they came back and building there on the banks of the jordan on the wrong side where they weren't meant to be in some ways was actually something that god had given them and and maybe you know there's there's something that God's saying in that too, that we're talking about seasons in the purposes of God. And we might be facing a busy season, but I also believe that God has on his heart seasons of rest and stability where, where we, we possess the land that God has given us and, we, and, and we, we, we build that haven that people are going to so, so need going forward. So if you get a chance, do read the whole of Numbers 32. It's a passage that speaks to me, and I hope as I've tried to open it up to you this morning, there's something that speaks to you. I know that I'm talking to Lifeline, and you're such a receptive church. But, you know, in the position I sit these days as Free Churches moderator and president of Churches Together in England, in some ways I want to say this to all the churches in this nation, that we've really got to work through this, this whole sense of the tension between being settled ourselves and yet being out there to, to settle others and i think that god wants to to work this through on an incredible incredible way and i'm really grateful for people like lifeline as a church that can can be strong in this and and show the way so let me pray for you father i just want to thank you for the privilege today of just being part of lifeline yet again 
and to being able to celebrate what you're doing with this church and to rejoice with the fact that that I know that you, you can use such a, a group of people to, to do something absolutely incredible for you. And Lord, I, I do pray that that, that, that hope of that, that settling, that security will also be a blessing and a strength as we, as we look for the challenges over the, the months and years ahead. But Lord, you're the God who brings us through. And Lord, you're the God who, who's got great things for us. And we take hold of that in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for letting me share with you. As always, it's a joy to be with you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.